Are you looking to have a conversation about God, the Bible, and faith unfiltered from regular people just like yourself? Well, look no further. These are two imperfect best friends who love God, and somebody's giving them a microphone. Welcome to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. Well, you're listening to the Totally Faith Guys. My name is BJ. And my name is Justin. How are you, man? Oh, man. You know, I'm doing really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just sitting here enjoying this nice Gatorade. It's not coffee. It's not coffee. Yeah, no, I've already had a cup, couple cups of coffee today. So. We are recording a little bit later in the day than we usually do. Yeah, so. yeah, we are. It's uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon, even though that, you know, doesn't typically stop me. But yeah, so, but doing, doing good, man. What about you? Tired. Tired? I was in a fourth grade classroom today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... I was in a fourth grade classroom today that I was in a couple weeks ago for about two weeks. Yeah. So I know the kids really well. They were happy to see me. Apparently, the sub they've been having, not the business. Oh. But so they want me They're back like, in there. They're like, Mr. BJ, we want you. Yeah. I'm like, Sorry, I have other work. But um, yeah, so it's it tiring. But you know, we're getting towards the end of the year. Yeah. Kids are going uh, a little bit crazy. They can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. They're kind of getting that kind of what's that uh, vacation vacation know, brain yeah vacation break fever. <laughs> Speaking of vacation brain, are you still on vacation mode by any chance? I you know it I I can't believe um, you know just how fast vacation went. It's like man, we got to go back already. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was it was such so relaxing. It was really nice just to you know unplug. Spend time with you guys and just you know eat all that delicious food on the the cruise ship and yeah, uh, you guys. Uh, and by you guys, I mean you and your significant other. Yeah, and my nephew ate and ate and ate <laughs> and ate. Yeah, I mean they have so many different kind of food options. Yeah, and you get to choose what you want. I mean, I've never been to a place like that where, one, the food was all-inclusive like that, and then you could go to each place and get something from each place. Yeah. So if you wanted a burger, you could go get a burger. If you wanted a chicken sandwich, you could go get a chicken sandwich. And, you know, so, you you know, your options were, you know, quite substantial. So because of that, it was like, oh, man, I just I want to eat it all. You know, yeah. So and you guys did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we went to, uh, of course, we, we we were on a cruise. There's about nine of us that went Thursday night. We had, uh, the, the last night we went to an Italian restaurant. Yep. Celebrated Justin's birthday early. He didn't know we were celebrating his birthday, but yeah, um, I even got up there and danced, guys. You did. I don't know if we call it dancing, but yeah, so, um, <laughs> I don't know. If that was I remember <laughs> as we were waiting for the reservations, your wife goes to the buffet, <laughs> yes, gets a thing of soup and bread <laughs> to eat before dinner. Yes, she did. She really wanted. She really wanted the soup, and it, it was really good soup. It was like a. <laughs> It was like a cheese and steak soup, but she was so determined that she was going to get soup before we even sat down to dinner. Yeah, you know she got it. And then, you know, after we had that steak dinner, let's talk about that steak dinner for a second. Number one, how did you like it? 
I loved it. It was right. It, it was very good. Worth it. That's not like yes. that, right. It's go to cruise and uh, Carnival Cruise Line has has a, a steakhouse called Fahrenheit Five Five Five. It is, I think, for me, it is the best steakhouse I've been to, even on land. Like there, there. Plus the service. Yeah, the service is phenomenal. Really, really good. It's you. You get it's a four four. Uh, not four entrees. It's four, four course, four course yeah. meal, and it's just phenomenal. You get the eighteen ounce ribeye. I did. I'm impressed you got through as much of it as you did. I, well, I ate the entire thing. Yeah, that there was yeah. just scraps left. Yeah, they're just just the fat. That now was I it. was expecting you to say because you ate the sides and that everything. Yeah, like what we all did. Like, but I expected you to say, okay, now we're gonna go to the buffet and have second dinner. Right. You tapped out though. I did. I I actually <laughs> Danielle wanted to go to, to to second dinner, and I was like, "Babe, I can't eat anymore," you know. So, but yeah, because it's because it you know it was a four course, and it had you know your appetizer, and then it had your you know your meal, and then it had the with the sides, and then it had dessert and everything. Um, because of all that. I mean, I was I was ready to be done, yeah. you know. Um, afterwards, so yeah, that so was, it was a good. It was a big portion. Eighteen ounces is pretty good size yeah, steak. Yeah, so. I, I don't I don't think I could wrap my head around before seeing it, like what actually eighteen ounces of steak actually looked like. Yeah, like you and Tyler, my nephew, yeah, both got the eighteen ounces, and you guys did damage to that. Like you guys yeah. obliterated it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was yeah. it was awesome. It was it was it was a really good time and. Uh, we got off in uh, Ensenada. Yeah, Ensenada, uh, Mexico. Justin and his um, we, convinced me to get off the ship. And, yep, I was like, you're coming off with us. <laughs> and we, we found this awesome coffee space. Yeah, uh, I don't know coffee. the name of it, no, though. Right. Uh, but I know it was a really nice coffee shop. Yeah. And the coffee was actually really good. I was I was actually really impressed. Yeah, yours had a design on it. Yeah, um, he made me some kind of espresso drink. Yeah, um, you got and, a white mocha. Uh, oh yeah, okay. It was like a white mocha coffee drink, and I will say it was actually really good. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it was. It was really yeah. good. And then the the tacos that we got. Oh my god! Yeah, you you guys Woo. got to you guys got to see us. Uh, uh, if you've been on our Facebook page, uh, we did a a live video of us in Ensenada at the taco place. <laughs> uh, you guys should check it out if you haven't seen it, but. Uh, those tacos, they were amazing. They were uh, quesadilla tacos. Yeah. Just eating those tacos in Mexico, I mean, it doesn't get any more legit than that. So. No, and this was a, a not a touristy place either. No. Like, they're just filled with locals. They're with, we were the only white people in there. We were. We were legitimately the only white people in there, you know. But I will say that they still, I mean, it was still really like comfortable, hospitable. Oh, yeah. I mean, the food was great. Your wife's Spanish, though. Yeah, you know she me. she started she started studying ahead of time <laughs> for that, um, and you know she she had kind of brushed up on her Spanish a little bit. Um, so yeah, I was like, wow, babe, you're doing really good. <laughs> it was it, it was a phenomenal week, and um, it started on it was we started the night before with the hotel and Sunday, and it, yeah. it was. It was uh, it was a blessing. It it, it really was, and absolutely. Uh, now we're looking forward to our, our next cruise, and yeah. And I know when we got home, my mom 
was like, okay, so when's the next cruise? And she was the one that was like, oh, I'm not gonna like it at all. I know. And so, uh, if you guys need, you guys need to take a cruise. Yeah. If you haven't, um, you need to take a cruise. And if you want us, if you want us to cruise with you, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we can show you the ropes. It's fun. Maybe once we get popular enough, we'll do like a, a totally faith guys cruise. Or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, you're on a cruise ship. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to make a really cool segue. So, okay, buckle up, folks. You're on a cruise ship with there's about three thousand on this ship in particular. About three thousand passengers and about a thousand crew. Um, so it's on the it's a smaller ship. Um, still easy to get lost around if you because yeah. But anyways, there's so many different people of different nationalities. Different ethnicities, different backgrounds, yep. different cultural backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, and everybody's just having a good time. Yeah. But in the midst of that, you can still see everybody's separate identities. Absolutely. Right? Everybody from the crew, it's a, it's an international crew. That ship in particular has uh, 50 countries represented uh, on their just their staff. Uh, the, the captain and his crew are usually from Italy. A lot of the housekeeping crew, uh, they're from the Philippines. Uh, then you have people just from all parts of the world. Yeah. And then people cruising. A lot of people from California um, because it's a local cruise. Um, but a lot of people from either I talked to somebody from Canada, uh, talked to somebody from, interestingly enough, somebody from Mexico. Is they going to cruise yeah. in Mexico? But you do you, bro. Yeah. You know, but you can see everybody have their own identity. Absolutely. They weren't getting lost, and, you know, karaoke was a really good example, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, there was one night, it was that place was packed for karaoke, and everybody got up there and did a different style song. Yeah. Some were doing country, yep. some were doing hard rock, some were doing Frank Sinatra, you know, some classics, but everybody was really showing their identity. Yeah. You get the people that had the shirts on, the matching shirts with the families, they were in their identities. <laughs> Absolutely. And, it, you know, it was really cool to see all the different nationalities represented and and who they are, you know, because our culture and the things that we're around, that plays an impact on who we are and our identity. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, it was really cool to see that on on the ship. If you guys have a guest, uh, we're talking about identity. Identity. Yeah. yeah. So, uh you know what the title of this episode is going to be? Who am I? And that's such an important topic and question to ask, especially in our current day and time. Yeah. Right. Identity is. I think it's kind of a twofold. I look at identity nowadays as identity is as of such importance and is such in the limelight. Yeah. But at the same time, so many people struggle with their identity or have lost their identity. Exactly. You know, um, you know, we just did that episode on media saturation. Yeah. And because of the amount of media saturation that's out there right now, so many people get caught up in tying their identity to media, right? Or they see other people on media and then they link their identity to what's going on in the, those people's lives. Correct. So yeah. they see somebody and they're successful or at least it looks as if they're successful and they say, Hey, like, you know, I should be just like them. Yeah. 
you know, and then they begin to have identity issues because, or they say, oh, I'm not as good looking as this person, or, uh, and so it takes them down a dark rabbit hole um, due to the media saturation, I think, that is a part of that. Yeah, definitely is a part of that. It's a, we, we live in a world where frequently you're judged by how many likes you have, how many followers you have, how many subscribers you have. And, I mean, that that's literally a conversation I've had with people before, um, you know, because I'm single and certain points in my life I've been ready to mingle, you know, certain points <laughs> not. But those times I was, a lot of times, I mean, a question that people would ask would be like, well, do you have social media? Yeah, I have Facebook and I have Instagram. Yeah. Oh, how many people do you have on the gram? It's not even Instagram, it's the gram, right? I'm like, oh, I have like 300 followers, something like that. It's like, they're like, oh, well, I have like 8,000. It's like I'm degraded because I only have 300 followers. Right, exactly. You know, I'm like, well, I know all 300 people. Do you know all 8,000 people? Exactly. But we're judged. Our identity is based off of not everybody, but a lot of times, especially with younger generations, on... Are on social media. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's so funny. So going into this, you know, I was curious. And I, you know, you know, every week nowadays we have Alexa, we got Google. Yeah. And so I asked Google, I said, Google, what makes someone special? Ooh. And Google said this life experiences. While there are some similarities between people, what makes each person so special is their individuality. Personal traits, likes and dislikes, life experiences, all contribute to making someone different from everyone else. We know this makes us different, but how does this make us special? That was my big question. So Google says our our life experiences is basically what makes us special, but I understand how that makes us different, but how does that make us special? Where does where does our sense of worth come from? Right. Um, and so that's kind of what we're going to kind of dive into today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is where does our worth come from um, and our identity as Christians as believers. Yeah, because understanding where your identity comes from, then once you can understand where, where your identity comes from, then you're able to understand the worth, where you're where your worth and where your value comes from. There is no person on this planet ever has been or will be that's going to add value to you as a person except God. That's right. Right? Because so often you get tied even as an older older adults we start to tie our value into my spouse, into the person that I'm with. People that have been married 20, 30, 40 years, their value starts to become attached to their spouse. Yeah. Yes, your spouse may add, definitely should add something to your life, but your value as a person, your identity, right, is not tied to that person or anybody. Yeah. God has a plan for each one of our lives. Every unique person. Yeah. Um, and each one of us, uh, when we're brought into the world, has our own unique DNA marker. So basically, there's nobody on this planet that is exactly like you, BJ. And there's nobody in this planet that's exactly like me. You know, it, it, one thing I want to talk about is um, uh, in Genesis one twenty six through 27, it's the New King James Version, it says, Then God said, Let us 
make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. One of the things that really stood out to me here is that, one, God created us in his image, right? The second part that really stood out to me here, and in, in, in the Hebrew, the word dominion, it means to have authority over, to rule, or administration over. Um, and so God created us with a purpose, right? He created us with a purpose that we would administer over the earth and all that was in it. So right off the bat, God gives us value right off the bat. He says, I've created man in my image, and not only am I going to create man in my image, but I'm going to give him a purpose. And so I think that's really good just to grasp right off the bat, like that we all have, we were all created with a purpose in mind. Yeah, I mean, and because and, that's something that a lot of people probably don't grasp onto, uh, is that we do have a purpose. Now, we don't necessarily know exactly what, what the full purpose is. Yeah. Right? But we know what the what the basic principle and the purpose of us being here is. And so from the moment that we're even thought about, not even born, not even in the womb, the moment that God thought about us, not only did he think about us and our what our likeness would be and all that, but he also thought about our purpose at the same time. That's right. And when he thought about our purpose, he also, from that very moment, started building our value and our worth. That's right. I kind of, I, I went through and I came up with five things that will help us with our identity. Um, if you're struggling with identity, some I came up with five things that could potentially help you in this, right? And so, number one is know who God is. Who is Jesus? This is a really, really important question to know right it says you know and so i wrote by knowing god we can know who we are in him who is jesus he is the i am he was he is he always will be he's outside time he's all powerful he's omnipresent he's omnipotent and there's nothing he can't do he's creator with nothing but words from his mouth all life came into being jesus was fully god and he was fully man in Colossians 1, 15 through 18, it states, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Powerful, right? Yeah. It's like, man, like, that is powerful. Such a powerful description of Jesus and who he is. By understanding who Christ is, we can better understand who we are in him. That is the first one I have, is knowing who Jesus is. Knowing God, knowing who he is, right? Because if you understand who he is, you're better able to understand who you are because of him. 
All right, well, understanding who God is uh, lets us understand who he says we are. Exactly. And he calls us many things. That's right. Right? But if you don't know who he is, if you don't know what he's saying about you, or, or not about you, but if you just don't know what God's saying, then how can you fully understand and grasp what he's saying about you? Exactly. If you can't understand who he is, you're not going to understand the power behind what he's saying about yeah. you. Number two, know what does God say about who we are. So know what God says about who we are. First John 3, 1 through 3 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed that we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Uh, Galatians 4, 4-7 through says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So we see Jesus with all his preeminence and power. He established us with him in as an heir to the kingdom of God through the power of death. What does this mean? God, who created all we see, he is our father. And because of that, we have the keys to the kingdom. So powerful you say keys to the kingdom. Uh, something that we've been talking about in one of the classes I'm taking. It's last Friday night, uh, deeper service. We actually passed out little keys to everybody that was there. And uh, just talking about the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. You know, and so identity is such an important part of having that keys to the kingdom because that unlocks that air us being heirs. Yeah. And when you're an heir, you're that, that gives you a right an entitlement to something. That's right. Right. Like for example, King Charles over yonder, just, he was just, the coronation just happened. And so he's now King Charles, right? His son, the one that didn't move to California is the, <laughs> ne- is the next heir. That's not something he asked for. It was just because of his birthplace. That's right. That he was now, he's now the heir to the throne. But now that he knows that, he knows part of what his identity is in that, in that realm, in, in that world. That's right. So just like with us, we have, we unlock the keys. We have the keys to the kingdom. We unlock it and we recognize that we are heirs to Christ. That's right. And being heirs to Christ is such a underrated statement, I believe, because there are so many privileges and rights that are associated with being an heir to Christ. Yeah. Everything that Christ has and that is, and that all that he is ever has been, all the authority, all of that is given to us. Is given to us. Every last yes. bit of it, by being heirs, we have the same rights and the same access. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's such a cool thing because, you know, as a human being, you know, we see all, everything going on in the world today, right? 
that we see and we see how dark it is and we see all these these terrible things and we look at our lives and it's like well where is my value in this you know i do, you know i know a lot of people that it they think if i if i'm not doing this i don't have value you know like we were talking about earlier if i don't have so many social media followers or if i don't make a certain amount of money or if i'm you know, I'm not popular, or if I'm not a movie star, or a famous basketball player, then I then I don't have any worth. You know, because the world tells us that worth comes from that. That's where yeah. my identity should come from. But the Word of God says that our our identity and our worth comes from the Lord, right? Who created us in His image and gave us purpose and. Not only that, but then went to a, a horrible death on the cross, conquered death, and because of that, brought us into the kingdom of God and, and, and made us made us heirs yeah. and gave us the keys to the kingdom and said, you are my son, you are my daughter. I mean, it doesn't get any more powerful than that, guys. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody on, nobody on this earth, no king on this earth that's more that has more power than Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, can you imagine? And so that takes me to the next point, which is point number three. Walk in authority. Walk in authority. A prince or a princess knew they had authority in the kingdom because their father was the king. A peasant or those with no authority could not go and belittle a prince or a princess. That would not go so well, Right. So if you know that God is giving you the keys of the kingdom and you are an heir to the to the kingdom of God, you no longer have to put hold your head down low. You no longer have to worry about what your brother down the road is doing or what uh your you know your cousin and what they're doing. No. Now you could hold your head high knowing that you are empowered through the Holy Spirit and that you have authority and you have worth and your identity is tied up with the Lord and you know that you can that you're valuable that you're special it puts me in awe just knowing that the type of authority that we have as believers first peter 2:9 uh, says but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood yep a holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Ah, oh, amen. We are a royal priesthood. That's right. Bottom line, you cannot deny that. Yeah, and, and, believe, and listener, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're struggling with your identity, you know, I just, I just pray that you would just, that the Holy Spirit would just touch you right now, you know, because you are just so special in the eyes of God. You know, you are a child of God, you know, and you are a royal priesthood. You are so special. And there's nothing else that matters in this life more than walking with the Lord and knowing his love. You know, at the end of the day, you know, this life that we see now is very short. In the span of eternity, you know, it's very short. Um, so our, you know, we should be worrying about eternity 
you know, we're going to be spending eternity with God, you know, not very long here on earth. You know, we want to store up our identity and our treasure in heaven because we're citizens of heaven now. Okay, so number four, and this is a good one, guys. Know who your enemy is. Sun Tzu wrote, this is the art of war. If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. All right, so Sun Tzu, he wrote The Art of War. So I thought that that was really good, and it could be applied to this situation. He's talking about actual warfare. However, we are engaged in warfare every day. Um, the word Satan means adversary, and he was cast out of heaven due to his pride. Because of his pride, he is in a constant state of rebellion with God and wants God's creation to be in the same state with God, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we have an enemy, guys, and he wants you to be in rebellion with God. He wants you to uh, feel bad about yourself. Uh, because if you're feeling bad about yourself and you're in rebellion with God, you cannot, one, you're not effective in serving for the kingdom. And two, the devil has you. He's, he's got you because you, you don't believe in it. You don't believe in anything and he's got you where he wants you. It's, it's really important to understand who, who, our enemy is. Yep. Uh, because he can, you know, the Bible says he stands to still kill and destroy. Yep. Right? And, and you can apply that uh, to so many different aspects of our life. So every every aspect of our life, he's trying to still kill and destroy. Yeah. Every avenue, every aspect of our life. And that includes our identity. Right? And so if he can get, get us in a place where... We are unable to see our royal priesthood, where we are unable to see ourselves as sons or daughters of Christ. And we, we see ourselves as he wants us to see. He doesn't want us to see the hope or the light. That's right. He wants us to see the, the, the mistake we made five years ago. He wants us to see those times when well, I may have been a drunkard at one point, yeah. but I'm not that way anymore. But he wants us to see, because if he can get us to see us as that person, yeah, that starts to become our identity, and then we start going back down that road. That's right. And pretty soon he has us in his clutches again. If we were in a situation where uh, we were just making some really bad decisions, or maybe we were in a very controlling relationship, maybe there was uh, a lot of abuse, yeah. Right, that abuse, especially when it's domestic violence like that, just beats an individual down, yeah. not just physically, but emotionally and physically, uh, mentally, spiritually, all that. And they lose your self value and your worth because right. you feel so desolate. So, if he can get you back into that mindset, see if he can get you to see yourself as that person, yep, again, you forget or are unable to see rather the royal priesthood. That is upon your life. Right. And so knowing that the devil wants to steal that identity. So valuable. You know, there's a song by Cain. 
Um, it's called Blessed. And it says, on my worst day, I'm a child of God. On my best day, I'm, I'm a child, child of God. God. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times I've held on to just that verse right there. I, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a day that I'm just not feeling connected to God. Like, and it's not God. It is me just feeling some kind of way because the devil maybe brought up a memory of somebody or yeah. something. And he's like, hey, remember how that used to be? Remember how you used to do this? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I am a child of God. Yep. On my worst day, on my best day, and every day. And not only am I a child of God, but I'm forgiven for those things. Yeah, that's something else too. Those things are separated. There's as far, the Word of God says, as far as the East is to the West. You know, so, you know, I don't know about you, but the East and the West are pretty far apart. They are. You know, and so God tells us that because He loved us so much. That he was willing to separate our sin from us. Yeah. And because of that, we don't have to be in that condemnation anymore. But the devil wants us to be in that condemnation. He wants us to to hold our head low, to feel like we have no purpose. Because what it boils down to, he's our adversary. He's our enemy. Yeah. You know, and just like you said, it's so important to know, you know, who our enemy is. Yeah. I think it's the book of Romans says there is a, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's right. You know, and so here's the thing, guys. With condemnation comes shame. Yeah. With conviction comes guilt. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will bring conviction. And that could lead you to a place of some guilt. And that, that's okay. Guilt brings transformation. Uh, yeah. The and devil wants yeah. to put you, have you in this place of condemnation and the only thing you can get out of condemnation is shame. That's right. You can't get guilt from it. You can get shame from it. And so it's important to make that distinction between condemnation and conviction and with the end results of them. Because if you're in that space of condemnation, of shame, then again, you're losing your identity in Christ. That's right. Because now you have these scales over your eyes. You have this scale over your heart that is, a, that is preventing you. From seeing who God says you are. You know, knowing knowing that, you know, the enemy is going to try to do everything he can to lie to you. You know, John 8, 44, once again, tells us, You are the father, the, you are father of the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in truth, because there is no truth in him. What he speaks, he speaks a lie. He speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and he is the father of it. Guys, if the enemy is telling you, you know, you're worthless, you have no value, you're a drunk, you know, you're an adulterer, you know, and putting all these lies in your mind, that is not from the Lord. And he, the enemy wants to keep you there. He wants to cripple you, you know, but guys, you're so valuable and special. And you have such a, 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 a plan upon your life. Each person has worth and has a, a plan. God has a plan for your life. That doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be trouble. Because there will be. But you're special. You have value. And, you know, just hang on to that. Know that. Number five know your purpose in Christ, right? So we we talked about knowing God, right? 
And we talked about what does God, who does God say we are. We talked about walking in authority, knowing our enemy. Now we're talking about knowing our purpose in Christ, right? So as Christians, we know we're called to reach this world, right? That means being a light in darkness, not walking in defeat as our enemy would like us to do. We are called to be in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, walking according to the word of God. And God has given us each one of us gifts to use for his kingdom. You know, in the in the word of God, it talks about uh, we all have different spiritual gifts. Yeah. And that because of these spiritual gifts, we each have a, a part to play in his kingdom. And we each have a, a plan and a purpose for that. Ephesians four eleven through sixteen says he has given he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for edifying the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of Son of God to be a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we be no longer children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning and craftiness of deceitful plotting. It talks, it tells us that, you know, we each have a gift, we each have, a, have something that we can bring to the table, right? Yeah. And that our, our sole purpose is, one, to reach the world for Christ, to have dominion over the earth, right? And to encourage and, and equip our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Until he returns. Yeah, a, a purpose is a really big thing. And I think everybody has a specific purpose. I mean, uh, those the, those ones that you just mentioned, those are purposes that every Christian, that, yeah. uh, that, that we all share. That's right. And then we also have these specific uh, purposes that each person has. Uh, you know, and everybody has a different calling, a different purpose uh, on their lives. And, um, you know, on a more broad term, some, some people are called to lead churches. Some people are called to be church planters. Some people are called to be evangelists. Some are called to be teachers. You know, some people are called to go out and, and use their gifts of prophecy. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are called to be the mission field. Some people are called to be Sunday school teachers for preschoolers. I mean, everybody has a different purpose. Yeah. So we have those that we share, and then we have those uh, that are more specific to us as individuals. And that's where spiritual giftings come in and uh, things of that nature. Um, but it's important. It's important to understand. That your purpose in your kingdom is somewhat attached to your kingdom identity. Yes. But your kingdom identity is not attached to a worldly purpose. That's right. You know, because your worldly purpose uh, could be living for your kids, your family, your spouse, working your job nine to five or whatever job it is. And maybe you're involved in a community organization. All that's good stuff. I'm not saying anything negative about that. But your kingdom identity is not attached to any of that. That's right. By knowing what your kingdom identity is, you know why you're here, you know what your what your purpose is, and you know what your identity is in Christ. Now, your worldly identity, you know, a lot of people struggle with this because they tie their identity to, say, their loved ones, mm-hmm. right, and or their family, yeah, and or their grandchildren or their their work. That's a big one. And 
they see that is this is who I am. Right. If I don't have my work, then I don't have identity. You know, what would, what would you say to someone like that? I think the first thing that you have to do, um, you, you said, you know, if talking about if they don't have that work, right. they don't have the identity. I think for a lot of people, they misuse that word identity in that phrase. And for them, it's not necessarily identity. It's I don't if, if I don't have this, I don't feel like I have purpose. Yep. Right. And purpose and identity could be you, you can have a entire conversation about those them and themselves being tied together. Um, but you have to really understand who your kingdom identity is first. That's right. And all that other stuff, your family, your job, uh, all that stuff is, is is fine to have as long as you're not becoming wrapped up in it. Yeah. But you just have to remember, even if you don't have your job. Right, you might have had a job making two hundred thousand dollars a year, living comfortably, and then whatever for whatever reason you lose that job, that doesn't affect your kingdom identity. That's right. It does not affect who God says you are. It does not affect your purpose or your calling that God has for you. That's right. The only thing that affects let me say not the only thing, but when we're talking about identity, the only thing that affects is your worldly identity. That you created, not God. Right. That you created because you poured 80 hours a week into your work and so you became your work. And unfortunately, that happens a lot. Even people that are steadfast in the word and devout Christians can find themselves getting wrapped up and identifying as their job. Yeah. But so you take that away that has nothing to do with your kingdom identity. I believe, I would even say that when somebody's in that situation, and then they start, I don't say floundering, but they start, you know, they, they start questioning a lot. And, and, and then they they start going down this wrong path, not the wrong path, but let's say a darker path. Um, that their kingdom identity prior to losing that job, for example, they were probably questioning all along their kingdom identity. Yeah, They were pouring into their worldly identity, but not ever seeking out their kingdom identity. That's right. Yeah. And... You know, I think that's so good, and I think you're dead on that. You know, it's it's knowing your kingdom identity first. If you know the word of God, you know who you are in the in the word, right? Everything else falls into place, yeah. because the word of God is is the instructional manual for our lives. So if 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 I'm rooted in the word of God, and I'm rooted in my spiritual identity then nothing else should be able to waver me in that identity. Right. Because I know that my identity is in Christ. I know that no matter what happens in this life, whether I lose my job, whether, you know, I lose everything, if I'm not the most successful person, if I don't have as many, you know, likes on Facebook or so on, you know what? I still am a child of the King. And I can go to his, go to the throne room of grace and, and bow down at his feet and say, Father, help me. Father, you know, this is where I'm at. Because of that, I'm not shaken to the point that all these other people would be because I'm rooted in faith. Right. And that's a, that's a, that's a key concept there is, I know my kingdom identity. Kingdom identity does not mean that you will not face storms. That's right. That you will not have trials. 
Matter of fact, the Bible says you're going to have trials and tribulations. That's right. I don't know where people think that you says Christian equals rainbows and roses. It does not. Right? I mean, there's a rainbow that talks about the promise, but that's different, right? Yes. But the concept there of if I have a strong kingdom identity, I know that at the end of every day, the beginning of every day, that I'm a child of God. Because I know that I'm a child of God, because I know I'm a son or daughter, I have an heir. I'm an heir to Christ. Yeah. And because I have this relationship with God, because I know who I am and I have this relationship with him, I know what his word says. That's right. I know that he was the one that was on the boat that spoke to the storm that said, peace. That's right. That he is the same one that even though they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, he led the Israelites. That's right. This is the same one that parted the Red Sea. This is the same one that rose Lazarus from the dead. That's right. Right. I know all what God has done. and I know what his promises are. So that's what the kingdom identity gets you is you know all that stuff. It's not just knowing who God says you are. Like that's important. But in the storms that we're talking about, when life starts to cave in, you can rest on those promises. That's right. It says, God, I know who you are. I know who I am in you. Therefore, I know what your word says. I know what your promises are. And so I know that even though my wife and I may be struggling right now, I don't necessarily know how all of our bills are going to get paid. But I know at the end of the day that I'm your son. That's right. And I know the promises that come with that. That's right. I mean, it's so good. That's so good. You know, so. and so that's the important thing. That's the thing for kingdom identity for me is knowing what comes with that. That's right. But yeah, knowing you're a son or daughter of God is like a foundational thing that I think a lot of people have to get. But once you get that, then you also get the pro. Then you start to understand the promises the that come promises with it. Promises of God. Yep, absolutely. You know, and, and, and here's the thing: like identity, everybody struggles with it at certain points in their lives, right? Everybody at some point, from pastors that have been pastoring for forty years. All the way down to the new baby Christian. Everybody struggles with identity at some point. Yeah. And let's be very clear. The worldly definition of identity says, well, you identify as, as what? Right? That's or right. LGBTQ, non-straight, gay, binary, all this stuff, right? That's not, I mean, that's identity, right? But that, 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 that's a whole other type of identity. This is who you are at the core, right? Yeah. You can be gay or straight, but it doesn't matter. We're going to love you just the same. That doesn't matter. But being gay or being straight doesn't define your heart. That's right. Being gay or straight or how, how you identify yourself sexually does not make who you are inside. No, exactly. And, that, and you, you, you know, that's that's something that, you know, you see on, on TV, like people marching that I identify as this. Okay, but that's not who you are. Who are you inside? Right. Who are you inside your heart? Who are you inside your soul? Because that is who you are. Yeah. Not not what not what you identify as on the outwards and what you say you are. Because yeah. you could say you're a sheep, right? But I'm sorry. Who are you inside? I was gonna make a sheep joke, but you I were you? I, I was. It would have been a bad joke. <laughs> that's what, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a bad joke, guys. But I couldn't uh, help it. But I just wanted to throw it out there because the worldly definition of identity is—I um, think that's important. 
Um, you know, like for me, I'm, I identified as part of that community for 21 years. Yeah. That didn't change who I was as, a, as an individual inside. Yeah. Whether I, I was going through a period where I identified as gay or identified as straight, that was a sexual identity, not a who I am identity. Yeah. You know, um, and so. And, it, and, and honestly, I want to, I almost want to take the word identity out of it altogether with that and more say preference, right? When we say, you know, even someone that was like a home, that's a homosexual, right? Mm-hmm. I would I would go as far as to say it's not a homosexual identity. It's a homosexual preference. Right. But the world would say. And, right. And, and this is what I was kind of getting at. The world would say it's a identity. Correct. You know, and, and so um, because identity talks about who you are as a person. Right. Orientation or preference is just that. It's like a preference. Right. And so when I was identifying as gay, as a, as a gay male, that wasn't my identification. That was my preference. It didn't change who I was inside. Exactly. You know, exactly. So, uh, but guys, understand your kingdom, your kingdom identity is so important. And for some people, it's a struggle. Yeah. You know, and, and we get that. And, um, I, I, we would pray that you would reach out to, uh, your, your local pastor, your, your, your pastor. Hey, if you're struggling with your identity, you're like, I don't really know who God says I am. I don't think I'm worthy of God's uh, of royal priesthood. Reach out to your pastor. Reach out to a small group leader. Yeah. And because there's there might there might be some inner healing or something like that that needs to be done. Um, but I, I really embracing your kingdom identity is a key to the kingdom. Absolutely. You know, and um, like BJ said, if you if you are struggling with that, reach out. You know. Um, if you're not comfortable going to your pastor or someone else, we're here. You could email us. Um, or if you know a, f- a friend that's strong, that's really strong and rooted in the faith, you know, go to them. But, you know, guys, like, you know, remember, Satan is a liar and he wants you to feel that way. Absolutely. So, BJ, you want to end this in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. So, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity today to, to share about who you say we are, Lord, and to have a discussion of the importance of understanding our kingdom identity versus our worldly identities, Lord. And I just pray, Heavenly Father, for whoever may be listening to this, whenever they may be listening to it, Lord, I pray they would they would have heard your voice today, not ours. Lord, I pray, Heavenly Father, we just I just pray, we just pray today, Lord, that you would just let them know who they are. Lord, they are sons and daughters of yours. And because they're sons and daughters, There's so much for them to unlock. There's so many benefits, Lord, that we don't even think of. So for those times that the enemy has tried to steal or kill or or even destroy our our kingdom identities, we say, devil, not today, not tomorrow, not the next day. We thank you, Lord, that we have the victory. We thank you, Lord, that we can just rest in our identity in you, Lord. Lord, that they're seeking out their identity, their kingdom identity. I pray, Lord, they would reach out to a friend, to a loved one, to a pastor, to us, Lord, that you would even just give us an opportunity, Lord, to speak life into someone. So I pray, Lord, that this word today of identity would rest upon ears and open hearts, Heavenly Father. Yes. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, the privilege that this podcast is, that you've given us this platform, Heavenly Father. And we pray, Lord, that today we've brought glory to your name. 
And so we just say thank you, Lord. That's in your holy name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Well, that is it on identity. we got some really cool stuff coming up. We're approaching the summer. So, um, yeah, I was going to make a joke about bikinis, but then I forgot that I, I forgot about <laughs> this is in the video. This is a podcast. So you guys don't have to see me in a bikini. Lucky you guys. You guys are really lucky. That is not a pretty sight. <laughs> but anyways, guys, my name. Oh, well, well before we do that, um, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Totally Faith Guys and Totally Faith Guys Podcast. And of course, you can email us and the email address is tollyfaithguys at gmail.com. That's right, guys. Let us know prayer requests, praise reports. Uh, let us know where, what's happening in your lives. We want to be in prayer with you. That's right. To come in alignment with you. And we want to celebrate with you. And if we need to, we want to cry with you as well. That's why we, because we know that doing life together is better. And so whether you're down the street or across the country, it doesn't matter. We want to do life with you. That's right. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. That's right. So we're going to spend eternity together. We might as well get to know each other really well now. That's right. That's I love it. To it. Well, my name is BJ. And my name is Justin. And we are the Totally Faith Guys. You've been listening to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest happenings, exclusive content, and so much more, make sure and follow us on Instagram at Totally Faith Guys Podcast. And on Facebook, find us under Totally Faith Guys. If you have a prayer request, show suggestion, or anything else you would like for us to know, feel free to connect with us via email, totallyfaithguys at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on major podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music with more to come in the future. And as always, from our family to yours, have a blessed and favored week.